Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So what beats setup sweepers? The exact same setup sweeper. We have Ditto with a choice scarf. And now coming to you live. From atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Puckle! Puckle! And welcome to the 383rd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with a set of just remarkable co-hosts. We have the Knowledge Bank himself, R. Sigma. Hello. And then, of course, we've got the cowboy from the South, Seth Vilo. A yeehaw and all that. And welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League. What else would it stand Obviously. for? Yeah, how could you confuse it with anything else? <laughs> anything else, right? For two university cyclotron laboratories? No. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we are the Pokemon podcast that talks everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game, even to how many 3DSs does Thatch own? And we we just have a good time of it. Uh, today, we got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to do some mindless chit chat about just random Pokemon things or random things in general. And we're going to then, of course switch gears over to the news where we're going to talk about i mean whatever happened in the last like three days i guess two days two and a half <laughs> uh, because we're recording this very early this week due to some personal scheduling issues with when we typically record and then of course we've got uh we've got the pokey quiz segment for you guys where we're going to quiz your co-host and then uh, i think seth you're actually you're like in shooting range of being in shooting range if that makes I sense. I am in shooting range of being in shooting range. That's correct. I think I'm sitting at 14. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, you're in like shooting range of shooting range. And then, of course, we've got uh, we've got the topic today, which is actually is like this is a topic smorgasbord. And it's kind of fantastic because it's kind of like a little bunch of little discussions that we we always have. And it was such a good idea to just kind of be like, here's like four things that we typically talk about and that we that we'll talk about offline. And we want to be able to just bring those conversations to you guys. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to wrap it up with a Pokemon of the episode, which is a tropical plant. And we are going to go ahead and follow it up from there with an interview with uh, none other than Worcester. So that's at the end of the show, if you're coming here specifically for that. Uh, that was actually a fun interview, by the way. Um, so well, uh, let's just get into life and everything. So how how you guys been doing? How's how's everything going? How's the wife? How's the kids? How's the Pokemon? Sigma. Oh, uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, nothing too much has happened. Uh, a lot of TCG playing lately. <laughs> Are you just playing Pikaram like everybody else? No, I'm playing Alternate Cosmo uh. like Seth over there. Oh. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Us Light Dragon brothers gotta stick together. That other deck in the format. And Blacephalon occasionally, <laughs> but... Blacephalon and maybe maybe Lycanroc every once in a while. 
Zoroark and Lycanroc still hang out together. Yeah. They still do well. Only because Pikaram, right? Yes. Well, don't they need... Uh, there is a fighting type tag team coming out soon, right? Uh, that one's not good. <laughs> it's not good? It's Marshadow and Machamp. Oh, I'm so sad. Is, this, so the, is the card just trash? Is that what the problem is? It's one of the weaker ones. Oh, that's so sad. They really needed to bring it to Pikaram level. God. Oh, man. <laughs> There's plenty of cards on that level. Yeah, but, like, it would have been really cool, because then you would have had this meta where, like, you could have had, like, one deck beating each. Because I think near the end of, I mean, where I kind of dropped off, like, right before Ultra Prism. Oh, well, I guess not even then, but it was it was the it was the format, it was the standard format back before all of the XY cards got kicked out. And it, I guess before Last Rotation, is what I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah. before Last Rotation, you actually had, like, this nice thing that was working out uh, with, like, Metagross, Volcanion, and Gardevoir, where, like, it was a nice, like, cyclical relationship. <laughs> Yeah, that was a fun time. Where one could beat one, and then, like, you, you couldn't just, like, pick one and it would win, right? Uh, except yeah. Gardevoir was kind of, like, a little bit better than the rest of them, but we won't talk about that. And uh, it, it was a really interesting format, though. I really like that, when it was just like, oh, all three of those could possibly win, depending on what it comes to the format. And Galissapod was good back then. Oh, man, I used to run Galissapod. It was a good time. I dropped out of the format, right, like, right as Zoroark became big, and I'm kind of happy I did. <laughs> i'm kind of happy i did yes because i've heard like people are just like ban dce yeah those there are whispers of people saying that yes and i'm just like what are you talking about that, that card's been in the format for literally forever <laughs> literally since the con- conception of the game you've had dce eh. did it drop out of the- it dropped out for a brief period of time when tell me uh i think it was bef- i correct me sigma but i think it was before heart gold soul silver yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was... Oh, the, so it was, like, back when it didn't matter. Back when a thousand years ago, yeah. It must have been, like, right as TPCI took over the TCG or something, or around that time. Because they... I think TPCI took it over around Ruby and Sapphire? I think so. And then they eventually brought it back. I did, well, I think TPCI didn't really know how to run the card game when they did that. I, I don't think they knew how to run a card game. They're better now. No, they're definitely better now, but I think that's because they brought in a lot of they brought in a lot of people to do it. Like there's one guy who did really well, like just competitively in the TCG as he was growing up, and they like brought him on. I forget his name. But Puka he works for, did it too. Puka. That's who I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Puka. Uh he he got picked up and he was actually he's like he works for TPCI now. It's yep. fantastic. Seth, anything going on with you? It's been a while since you've been on the show, I think. I don't know. Yeah, roughly a month, I think. Okay, so like normal times. Yeah. In that time, I've just been kind of prepping for Draft League. Ozzy and I are teamed up, and we keep bouncing ideas off each other, alternating weeks. It's not my week this week, so good luck, Ozzy. I hope it worked out. <laughs> well, he's playing He's playing who? Uh, Dexio. Dexio. from. I thought the... it was Taco Wolf. I don't remember. He played Dennis. We recorded that match earlier this week. Okay. <laughs> I guess yeah. I mean, the YouTube's doing really well. That's on you guys, though. I, I haven't touched it, and I'm really proud of that. The fact that I haven't touched it and it's still producing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, let's see. But yeah, I mean, for me, I, I mean, in the last three days, I have done very little Pokemon stuff. Uh, I, I did like the trade. The uh, I'd set up like the trade to give away the Pokemon for uh, Yahoo for the patrons. And we'll do be doing another one of those here this week. So get ready for that. It's going to be cool. Get your shiny tropical plant. I say this because Seth, Seth, I, now that I realize that they're all tropical plants, I think you just like all tropical plants. I won't lie. On the way home today, I did stop by Pike Nursery and, and spent about $50 on various plants. 
two of which were carnivorous. So there's that. What? I'm very confused and I don't want to know anymore. It's fine. Picture I don't need plants and Venus flytraps. Why are you buying these things for your house? Because I love them. They are worse than pets. No, they're not. They don't complain. <laughs> no, they just shrivel up and die in the corner. Not uh, mine. Neglect. <laughs> oh, well. Oh. I mean, yeah, I haven't done too much this week in terms of like Pokemon, mostly because it's only been a couple of days. Um, I've been shifting things around, playing around with some stuff. And I don't know. Uh, I've been working on D&D. <laughs> I, really, I really need that creative palate cleanser right now. I really need it. I'm feeling the burnout and I don't want to be burned out like when more information for Sword and Shield comes out because like I want to be able to be hyped for it and not be depressed about it. And I'm trying not to like overload myself with Pokemon stuff right now. And so I'm working on uh, I'm working on a nice palate cleanser. So that's uh, that's where we'll end that. And we'll kick it over to what has happened in the news in the past couple of days. So let's cue that epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. As always, we've got the news segment here where we're going to just catch you up on all of that sweet, good Pokemon nonsense that's happening in the Pokemon world and the Puckle podcast. Lots of peas. All right. So the the biggest news that's happened this week, and we're probably behind the times right now, is that Bagon was announced to be the next community day in Pokemon Go. Woo! Yay, April 13th. Yay. And this is going to be on April 13th. And I love that the community days, once again, I talked about this last show, but I really love that the community days are three to six local time, literally everywhere. And there's yes. no more math to do. I don't have to convert things. Thank heavens. It's so convenient. I also like three to six better than like when they had it here in Eastern time zone, which was two to five. I like three to six better. Yeah. I, I do really like that a lot better. But let's see. Yeah, I mean, so you can get Shiny Bagon. I'm probably going to try to jump on this one. I'll probably get back in Pokemon Go since it's starting to warm up and I can go outside again. Yeah, that's a big factor. It, it is a big factor, but you live you you live where it's warm all the time, so I don't want to hear it from you. Excuse you, 50 degrees is freezing. I hate you. Hey, that's our warm day today. <laughs> <laughs> that's like our high today. And I'm like, man, I could wear shorts right now. I had to put on my coat because my office was cold. I hate you so much. Oh, <laughs> but Bagon's happening as well as three times capture experience and three hour lure modules. And if you're just like, man, I, w- I wonder if there's going to be another event in Pokemon Go because the last time they had one was so long ago. Well, you'd be excited because on April 2nd, they're starting the bug type spawns or the bug out event with increased bug type spawns. Incense will run for 60 minutes instead of 30. And more Pokemon spawns will happen in it. Bug-type Pokemon-focused field research and more. It runs from April 2nd to April 9th. Maybe I will catch the combi I need. I I haven't tried yet. Maybe they will add Burmy. We can only hope. That that would be be interesting, but there's a picture of a Scyther, so you know Shiny Scyther's not going to happen. I mean, they didn't give us Oddish. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that whatsoever. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's Pokemon Go. I don't know what they're doing anymore. They're just, they're, they're doing too many things now. I can't keep up with it. I understand why they're doing it because they're definitely getting their player numbers up and they're getting more and more like people to buy like the special boxes that are just always there. They're not special if they're always there in Niantic. It, it just happens all the time. It's, it's just, it's frustrating. <laughs> Every other week, 
every other week. It is it is really frustrating, and I, I don't know what to say about it. Um, all right, so uh, also a new Detective Pikachu trailer dropped, and it shows some stuff like Gyarados and a few other scenes that we haven't seen before. So it's kind of interesting. And you, as you guys were telling me before the show, Mother of Arceus was in the was in the trailer. Yeah, they changed their pronunciation again. Yep. Man, uh, Jay Witz did an entire video on that, by the way. It's just, how is it pronounced? And he goes through every single like piece of Pokemon franchise where they've pronounced it. Like, I think in the Arceus movie, it's pronounced Arceus. Correct. And, it's with the hard K. Yeah, and then if you play Pokemon Battle Revolution, which came out at the same time, uh, it's just Arceus, and like the announcer calls it Arceus. And like it just goes back and forth all the time. And I, I'm sure they did this on purpose. Like, I am almost certain. Or there's just, like, no... They're just, like, pronounce it however you want at this point. Who cares? No, no, no. See, the Pokemon is so, so mythical that not even the creators know how to say it. That would be a cool little piece of, like, lore you could insert into the universe. Except it's never said, right? Because it would be really interesting, like, if you had something like, okay, this is this mythical Pokemon that has been lost to time, and so people don't really know what to call it anymore. Some people say Arceus, some people say Arceus. It would be interesting if it got like pushed a little bit farther and like people had different names for it entirely, right? And you, you named it, I don't know, I don't like you, you just like a different name that's not Arceus, right? That would be fun, but hard to implement. It, it would be, especially at this point, right? Like you can't retcon yeah. that. But it would be really interesting if they would have done that at the beginning. And, like, if we had the Azure Flute encounter, it'd be really cool if, like, his name was, like, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, right? Until you encountered it and it, like, told you what its name was or whatever. That would be funky. Yeah, right? I just I just fixed your game. <laughs> if what if it random rolled from a list of, like, five? Oh, that would be so <laughs> cool. <laughs> that would be hilarious. For documentation purposes, that would be horrible. But, like, that oh. would still be really cool. I mean, since we're going on to the Switch now, maybe you have it have different voice lines saying its name, too? Oh, oh my gosh. Well, we're still going to have Pokemon Cries, and that's going to be something that people complain about until the end of time. It's going to be like Totodile's cry in Sword and Shield is still going to be like the stupid 8-bit cry. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, well, I'm sorry that that's just what it is, and I'm not going to know Totodile's cry unless I hear that one. I'm angrier that they edited them going into Gen 6 because right? honestly yeah. in Gen 5 like I can understand the the previous ones like 3 and below fine but they edited things like Hydreigon and Volcarona previously yeah. in Gen 5 you could hear Volcarona's cry with the fire in the background if you listened close enough in Gen 6 it's just a screech really irks me the thing that really bugged me if we're going to talk about that for a second is just like Gen 5 I think we can all agree like the sprites looked really good and, like, the little mm-hmm. motion they added to them, like, really, really set it apart. Snag's not here. So, yes, we can agree on that. I, I mean, I agree with that, right? And I think the problem is, like, is when they went to uh, Gen 6, they just kind of lost all of that charm. And I, I think that's for two reasons. I think that's, one, because it's really hard to take 2D-based sprite art and turn it into 3D. And then, two, I think it was just because they were lazy and they didn't try. Because I think there's a way to try to make them, like, look like they're doing more than just kind of, like, sitting there floating. And I, I would really like to see something like that. Like, uh, there was a video about this not too long ago on YouTube where they were just like, oh, hey, look, Pokemon sprite art was really cool. I got excited for the new games. And this is something that he brought yeah. up that I, like it brought up nostalgia for me because getting excited for new games. Part of it was, man, I wonder what the sprite art for my favorite Pokemon's going to look like in this next game. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I just saw that video and it just brought back so many memories. 
And it's just one of those things that like hit me, hit me right in the feels. Maybe one day we can get a game again where they do the same thing that Dragon Quest Eleven is doing, where there's a button you can press and it goes to 2D NES style mm. sprites. But I, I don't know if they'll do that. I doubt that. I think what we'll see. I could see it for a remake just because back in the day, Heart Gold Soul Silver had the GB Sounds item. That's the only thing I can see. I don't know, though. I like. I think it would have to be a remake where they did that. At some point, I really want to do another episode on where the future of remakes are going. Uh, I know I know it was covered when I wasn't on the show back in December, and I really just want to do a whole episode because I have a lot of thoughts about this. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. Let's Go is just kind of really thrown a wrench in it, and that could be for better or for worse, right? I think the next Let's Go game is going to be Diamond and Pearl. I wouldn't be surprised, right? And I just see a like a whole lot of problems with doing Let's Go because like I, I could totally see Let's Go Two being announced this year. I could totally see it because they're going to have all of the HD sprite work done. I think if you look at the artwork in Sword and Shield versus the artwork in or the models in Let's Go, there is a difference. The lighting is well. One's more like the Sword and Shield mons are definitely more cell shaded, yeah, than the Let's Go mons. And that's because that's the look they've been going for for Pokemon for a while. There's less light in England. (laughs) That's true. I mean, have you been to London? It's always cloudy. And I haven't been, so... (laughs) I've seen a Harry Potter movie or two. Exactly. I've seen Harry Potter. I know what what the culture's like there. So... (laughs) We're going to get so many angry emails. Man, I accidentally accidentally interchanged uh, UK for England a few weeks ago. (laughs) I I accidentally did it. It was just like a slip of the mind, and somebody like went off on Twitter... I saw that post. And it was like, England does not have four flags. The UK has four, contains four countries. England does not. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. It was a slip of the tongue. I don't live there. I mean, you could say that like Ohio's the US and I'd be okay with it because it kind of is. Okay. We decide the presidential election. Okay. Honestly, <laughs> if you take the average of all people in the United States, I think you get people that live in Ohio. Yeah, that's why yep. they pull Ohio so heavily. But that's that, that's part of the reason, honestly. Yes, <laughs> Pokemon podcast. Pokemon. Uh, but yes, uh, so let's let's kick the news off and let's switch to, let's switch gears and go to that part where we quiz you guys on your innate Pokemon knowledge. Puckles Pokey Quiz. And welcome to Puckles Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate Pokemon knowledge. That means no internet. I don't think you can answer some of these questions with the internet anyway. So good luck to you <laughs> oh, guys. Good. Uh, That's what I like to hear. All of these questions are brought to you by people on our Discord server in the trivia channel. You can submit your own trivia there, and maybe we'll pick it if it's good. Today, since we're recording off schedule, I didn't have the time to sift through the questions as usual. So you guys are going to get... Just like the topic today, a smorgasbord of quality. So if you guys are ready, we're going to go ahead. These guys are going to get five questions. Uh, each of them going to be worth one point apiece. One of them will be a bonus point question, and they get two points on that one. They do have a hint they can use as a lifeline. However, if they get all the questions right and don't use the hint, they can cash it in for an extra point. And finally, before we continue, this segment is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com, where they need to give me a little spiel to read so that I can advertise them properly. Uh, you can go over to AnimeGravy.com and get some cool Pokemon art. They're good people. They're just fantastic people. So if you guys are ready, 
Uh, we're gonna we're gonna play. You guys are playing against your fellow co-hosts in a race of thirty points. Whoever gets there first gets that twenty dollar credit to T Public, or you can get a picture of yourself on a T-shirt and be very vain. But there's the BuckleCon tees now. Oh, the BuckleCon tees are up there too. Yeah, that's true. They look sweet. <laughs> or a tapestry. Yeah. Or a tapestry. Yes, uh, and then you can sleep in it at night. Yes. All right. So if you guys are ready, I've got I've got uh, the Discord pulled up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, are you guys ready? RCSP with us? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Question number one: What is the only real world continent? This includes countries that are in that continent. That uh, so like you, if the countries referenced, the continents referenced. That is not referenced in any way or gets any special treatment in Pokemon, in the Pokemon games, I should say. I feel like with that extremely specific... Okay, so South America has Mew. <laughs> Technically. Uh, I just figured this um, was fair because there's seven possible choices and I figured you could like get yeah. it down to like three. North America has Lieutenant Surge. Uh, so I mean like, by, by reference, are you meaning like real world thing or like the Pokemon itself? The game mentions it. Oh, the game mentions yeah, it. Yeah, like, that's where I was going with it. Uh, yes. I feel like Antarctica is mentioned by something. Uh, doesn't Raichu have something to do with Indian elephants? Uh, I know that it, that's Asia, and I know that Arcanine has specifically mentioned something about China. Okay, uh, so we have... I'm, I feel like Africa's mentioned at some point, right? So it. I feel like it's probably Australia. I'm writing real quick... It might be Europe, but I feel like it's Australia. Yeah, I feel like it's Australia. Especially, like I said, with that very specific, the country can also be the continent, can also be the this. (laughs) That's kind of a hint. Uh, Is Australia your final answer? Yeah, I think there's something that... That's correct, because I misread the question from the Discord. And the question question was phrased, uh, what is the only real world continent not referenced in any way or gets special treatment in Pokemon? And it says no Antarctica or weird spinoffs. And the the answer for um, the Oceanic region or Australia is that it has exclusive Pokemon and Go and exclusive community days. So I'm going to give you that answer. Also, Africa has never explicitly mentioned any Pokemon games. Um, oh, okay. Or Antarctica, but c- because he just like dropped off Antarctica, so um, Africa was never mentioned though, and so but I guess, so I guess that means only three of them have been referenced, or four of them have been referenced, which is uh, Lieutenant Surge. You got that one. Asia for several, like Ghastly, uh, Lolan uh, Raichu, and um, Parasect is me- mentions like China as well. Um, South America for Mew, like you said. Europe is mentioned in the Silfco building where the worker says there's a branch of this of silfco in russia um so <laughs> i wouldn't I guess that's that technically one. europe he, i mean it is right um, partially. partially partially right and then yeah those, so yeah you guys are correct you guys are correct in so many ways <laughs> pokey russia so, what would that be like i don't know Cold. man next region next Cold. region <laughs> And unicycles with bears. I feel like I feel like that's too many. There has to be a Pokemon that's a unicycle or something like that. Uh, that that's when we get like Pokemon Digi Digi evolution or like DNA Stop. evolution. Yeah, it's bad. It's fine. I'm here. <laughs> Stop it. All right. So that's one point so far. So our next question is going to be. This one comes from Uncle Oshawott. Is it Pokedex entry? I'm going to start making this like a this is a type of question. I really like these. So. It's Ultra Moon Pokedex entry says, its fine scales don't 
just reduce wind resistance. Their sharp edges also cause injury to any opponent who attacks it. Who's that Pokemon? Sounds Ooh. like Garchomp. I, I could go with that, yeah. But Is Garchomp I feel your like... final answer? Huh, give me like give me like thirty more seconds. <laughs> There's only four hundred options. So I know because <laughs> it's Ultra Moon. Is it, it Garchomp's in that Dex, right? Oh yeah. Okay, I, I'm so bad at Dexes, so yeah. Uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Scaly Dredagon comes to mind. Rough Skin is something that it sounds like. Didn't it have wind resistance or something part of it though? Yeah, yeah, so. wind resistance. That sounds like a Garchompy kind of thing to say because you know they can fly. It's either Garchomp or Salamence, I think. I don't think it's Salamence. Those usually reference specifically flying, flying. for, like, yeah, okay. my dreams came true. <laughs> I'm okay with just going with Garchomp. Yeah, sounds good to me. Garchomp is correct. Yes. Uh, that is that is correct. Um, and so since that question was very, very, uh, very consistent, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and just ask another one because Uncle Oshawott gave several. <laughs> um, because i don't i don't want there to be another ball of uh of confusion so this next one says it's alpha sapphire pokedex entry reads it gently holds injured and weak pokemon in its fins its special membrane heals their wounds who's that pokemon what the heck it alpha gently sapphire. holds injured and weak pokemon in its fins its special membrane heals their wounds. Interesting. This one's pretty specific. Like you'll like this. You'll if you hear the Pokemon, you'll be like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Alomomola. That's <laughs> is that an? I don't think that's an Alpha Sapphire. Plus, it, it doesn't matter. It, dex it has the national dex. Uh, I don't think it's Alomomola. I, I not a hundred percent sure if it would be. Yeah, special membrane. What's what's got a special membrane that holds things? That's a there's. Uh, that's ah, I'm gonna need an answer. Maybe Nothing an answer. in Gen three from in Alpha Sapphire got a new Dex entry. They were all kind of revamps of their original Dex entry. So, so maybe it's something from XY. It could be a new thing that got an Alpha Sapphire entry. Yeah, but even it was then, available there. Like Gen five didn't have water Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I don't think it's Clawitzer or. Uh, the little seat horse thing. Nautilus. I need not an answer, a cut. Guys. Not a cut. Get it right. Um, <laughs> I guess Alamomola sounds okay. I don't know. I don't know. It, I don't feel right saying it, but it sounds okay. Is Alamomola your final answer? Yeah. I think it has to be, yeah. That is correct. What? It is Alolomomola. So you guys are <laughs> three for three right now on the smorgasbord of... Uh, of questions. <laughs> this next question has your bonus point in it. Uh, there are two answers to this question. I think this one's slightly fair. Slightly fair? <laughs> it's mostly we'll fair. Find out. Of the original 151 Pokemon, excluding Alolan forms and Megas, what are the only two type combinations to not appear in any subsequent generation? Two type combinations. Excluding Mega and Alolan. Yeah, so, yeah, we're just looking at the original 151, the way they were. Okay. Um, All right. I'm trying to think of semi-unique things. Rock, water, out. Poison um, ground? What was poison ground in Gen 1? Uh, Nidoking King and Nidoking. Queen. Oh, yeah, that's one. <laughs> that's one for sure. That, is that two, technically? Because they're no, no, different no, species? No, no, no. no. There's just another the type, type combination. combination. There's another type but combination. But they're different species that can't even breathe, Thatch. 
Let's see. We have okay. we have another grass bug in Leviani. Uh, yeah. We've had plenty of grass poisons. I said no, that had smoochum. Um Yeah, same with Magnazone for the magnets. Mm-hmm. Nothing dragon, nothing well, ghost. Is there another ghost poison? No. No? I don't think so. No, not there's no other ghost poison, so it's those two. Okay. Of course they're poison types. <laughs> Gen one. <laughs> it's, it's Gen Is one. That, <laughs> are those your final answers? Yes. Yeah. Those are correct. Poison ground and ghost poison have never been in any generation other than Gen One. Ta da! So you guys are you guys are five for four right now. You guys are cruising right along. So next question is a base stat question. I'm also getting this from the Discord server. If it makes you feel any better, Ooh, it shouldn't. No, no. <laughs> it shouldn't. Uh, so this next question, because I'm running out of max base stat questions, they've been helping me out. And here's a base stat question. What non-legendary Mega Pokemon has the highest base stat total? Non-legendary Mega. Well, there's... Is there anything higher than the Pseudos? That's that's what I was thinking. Uh, no? There's like three of them. There's something higher four. than... I don't know that this question was fact-checked, so... Yeah, because like Tyranitar, Metagross, and... Salamence. Are all Garchomp, 600. Garchomp. Diancy. Deontay's but that's a legendary, legendary. but it's the, it's the same base stat total though. That's a, that's yeah. why I, it popped out. So those are all um, seven hundred. There's so. nothing that I can think of that just randomly. Slacking doesn't have a mega. Slack, yeah, slacking doesn't have a mega. Greninja isn't space six hundred, and it gains one hundred just like a mega. So it's below the seven hundred threshold. Yep. And it's not technically a mega, but functionally, it basically is. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. If and Thatch, you mentioned something like this wasn't fact-checked. No, so... it wasn't fact-checked. So do we get, like, a hot or cold hint here? Uh, <laughs> uh, if you really want one, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're on the right track, I think. Um, I think? Um... I think, yes. That's what I, that's what I give you. Um, let me, let me see. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're very hot. You're very hot. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The answer is Mega Mawa. No. <laughs> huge power. <laughs> Factoring in the huge power boost with its 256 base attack. No. No, no. Um, yeah, I guess any one of the pseudo-legendaries. Which one's your favorite, Sigma? Uh, well, Garchomp's Mega's horrible, so let's pick him. <laughs> Garchomp's Mega. <laughs> that is correct. It's tied with uh, Tyranitar, Salamence, and Metagross. The answer that was given in the Discord server, just to shame a little bit, was Mega Gyarados, which is horribly wrong. No, uh, that's that we've not just right. proven. He, it was six forties. Like it's the highest. I'm like, and then you guys were just like Mega Metagross. I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly, so, it's one of the pseudos for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you guys, you, that's the perfect score for you guys today on the smorgasbord of yes. buckle topics. Uh, so we are going to go ahead and edit in those points for you, and you guys are going to be moving up in the world. Seven points closer to a tapestry, thank you. To a tapestry. <laughs> and so let me go ahead and sort this. Uh, in first place, we've got Scrawn with 24 points, followed up by Whimsicott with 22 points. In third place, we have Seth Vilo now with 21 points. Woo! In fourth place, we have our Sigma with 18 points. <laughs> <laughs> in fifth place we have sublime with 15 in sixth we have basket with 12 tied for seventh we have Linian and jushiro in ninth we have bow and shamu tied 
And that is it. That's everybody. So that is it for this issue of Puckles Poke Quiz. We will be back next week with another exciting episode with vetted questions. <laughs> so let's <laughs> kick it on over to the topic. Hey, Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Pokolonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash PucklePodcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at patreon.com slash PucklePodcast. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is Smorgasbordland of what's after Sun and Moon. That's what, or not Sun and Moon. What's after What's after Sword and Shield? I should say, or what else other than Sword and Shield? That way, Sword and Shield's in the title of the episode. Yeah, that's strategy. what we. That's the important so it, things in life. So engine optimization here. Yeah, honestly, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that is that is the name of the game. But we have like a lot of things, and I think the first thing that. Is I think this is what stems the whole conversation is that during the Pokemon Direct, when they announced Sun and Moon, they, uh, well, not by they, I mean Ishihara said, late 2019 is when Sword and Shield is coming out, and that's not all you'll have to look forward to in 2019. And that's all he said. Yeah, it's like, there's more for the brand coming this year. It's like, yeah, there's more coming this year for the brand, and I don't know what that means, and I hope it's not underwhelming. And it's kind of getting late in 2019 to be making any announcements. Phoebus, jump. <laughs> I hope not. I really hope I Seth if that happens, I will eat a hat. Magikarp jump DX for the Switch. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that it's nothing stupid at all. That would really really suck if it was something stupid. Uh, I don't know. I I'm, I'm hoping for like a real spin-off game, right? I I think yeah. Mystery Dungeon would be good for the fan base in general. I don't play the Mystery Dungeon games that often. Mostly because I think it ruins the core of essence of Pokemon in the gotta catch them all aspect, right? Like I was raised on the gotta catch them all and the capture mechanics typically in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon are either super stupid easy or stupid hard. Uh, the old ones weren't bad. There was some kind of stat. There were a few Pokemon like Kecleon that were a pain in the butt to actually get yeah. to join you. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they were still reasonable. Yeah, that's true. Compared yeah, I, to, like, do this mission and you get this Pokemon in Super Mystery Dungeon, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. I remember doing a mission, like, eight times, trying to get one Pokemon to befriend me in the in the classics. Ooh, yeah. I Ooh. think that was how you did Legends it. Legends were some rough ones. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, no, there were some there were some really rough ones here and there. Uh, it was it was just terrible. I, I just don't want to do that. I just don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, Mystery Dungeon does that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's interesting that they said there was more coming and we still haven't heard anything, which is mm-hmm. really, really scary. Yeah, I'm curious on what it is because we knew about Detective Pikachu and we knew about Mewtwo Strikes Back. So I don't think yeah, exactly. what they're talking about. I, I don't I, I don't think so, right? Yeah. For instance, could they unveil the next movie coming from, what is it, Paramount that's in charge of Detective Pikachu? Immediately I think following- it is. Yeah, immediately following Detective Pikachu's release. And if rumors are to be believed, it's some kind of red and blue story? I've heard two different ones come out, like a Mewtwo origin story. And mm, I don't want that. Do I. <laughs> I don't we want have that. that already. <laughs> Three times now, right? Uh, and yeah. 
I, I really would rather have, I don't know, I'd rather, I don't know if they would do that. It's really bold of them to make that plan, I think, because that's kind of like, so as a Power Rangers fan, <laughs> this is, this is kind of going deep. I think it's really stupid to do that because when the Power Rangers movie came out in 2017, I think that was the year it came out. They, they had these grand plans. This was also with Paramount, by the way. Oh man, maybe they will do this. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but they had these grand plans. They, they announced it. They're like, yeah, we have like a six movie saga planned and like they're ready to go. And then the Power Rangers movie was a flop at the box office. Yeah. Which was really sad for me <laughs> personally. Granted, Hasbro has that and Hasbro has made a ton of like board game movies. So. Maybe we're going to end the Transformers franchise, actually, which actually is really fitting. So maybe maybe we'll get proper Power Rangers. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Detective Pikachu is going to be successful enough to where they will likely announce the next plan for that movie. Yeah, I could see it soon after the release. I think it, it would probably be like a month after release because you don't want to kill the hype for that movie while it's out. It's kind of like why they don't announce new Pokemon games until like three months after the old one's been out. I mean, if they're following like a Marvel model, it doesn't really matter when they announce it, but that's true. I think, I don't know. I don't think that's would be in TPCI's wheelhouse though. That's the whole movie isn't in their wheelhouse. That's <laughs> also true. We get, well, we have a swearing Pikachu. It says we hell. have a swearing Pikachu. <laughs> it is as in their wheelhouse as I think it was going to be because Nintendo in general is just so picky about movies now because of the Super Mario Brothers movie. That ruined it for everybody. That ruined video game movies for pretty much everybody. Yeah, it did irreparable damage for like a decade and a half to two decades. Yes. I mean, I think until now, honestly. Like, I think I think this is the chance for video game movies to actually have a comeback. I'm just really scared because we've gotten like all of these really cool trailers and we see all of these really cool moments. And I'm really hoping, and I've said this before, I said this last week, I think. I'm really hoping that the trailer isn't, it's not one of those movies where all the good things are already in the trailer. Yeah. And I, I want there to be more to it. And I hope that there's still surprises for me when I get to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Like, that's the only part that's got me scared, right? Is that we're going to, we're going to see this. We're going to, and it's going to be until like act three until we see something cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I mean, if they give me, I don't know. I, so again, with the Power Rangers movie analogy. <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie. They did a, I, the reason it flopped was because it took them forever to like get their powers. And it wasn't until like the third act that they could morph and everything. I, but there was like a ton of character development. And I think there'd be a ton of character development in this movie. And then you like get to the end and then you get like the awesome bang for your buck. Right. And I could see it flopping in just the same way. Mm-hmm. If like all the cool action sequences aren't until like the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like the Pikachu yeah. running across the air balloons, charging its tail with static. Exactly, with the Charizard thing right before it and some other craziness that's going on. I, I, I Looking at the trailer, it looks like you could kind of piece things together and say, oh, there's at least going to be two action sequences. Yeah. And we'll, we'll still see. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried that it might flop like that, though. Uh, that's the only thing I'm really worried about. But we'll, we'll see when the time comes, I guess. Uh, but this was actually pretty on brand for them because they're just like, here's a franchise we're not going to do anything with, and it's Detective Pikachu. We're not never going to touch this game again. We spent five years developing it, and it turned out just mediocre at best. So, <laughs> let me teach you how to make the color orange. <laughs> yep, because we first saw that back in 2013, and that came out last year. 
All right. So I think that the next little piece that we wanted to talk about is this is this is probably more appropriate for like a TCG cast setting. But I think it was something that was interesting that Sigma brought up. And it's probably like a good like three to four minutes of conversation, which is do we think this year that they might do simultaneous TCG releases? Because they're doing a bajillion. Is it like 200 card sets now? Is that literally, literally we are what's at happening? 210 ish card sets. 14. Really? 214. And yeah. that's not counting the secret rares and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. I, I have not been following. Yeah. Lost Thunder was exactly 214. Unbroken Bonds is confirmed to be 214 when it comes out in May. Yeah. Japan's it's big hit, ones. Japan has hit a point where they do one big set and then two expansion sets between the big sets. Mm. So, and the expansion sets are about 50 to 60 cards each. And then the big yeah, sets yeah. are 90 or so cards. 90 mm-hmm. to 100 cards. So that's what happens. Unlike Fates Collide back in the old days of the PuckleCon where it was a 100 card set. Yes. No, this is this is like crazy to me. Yeah. It just blows my mind. Like that's a lot of cards and I hope they do simultaneous TCG. I think that's part of it that ruins it for me because Japan's always in like a different meta. Yeah. Japan got their set revealed like two weeks after we finally got the sets they had three months ago. So. Yeah, it blows my mind that they're so far ahead like that. And everything else in Pokemon is simultaneous now, which makes it even worse. Yeah, and the thing is, we actually are getting cards revealed very early compared to when they're releasing now. Yeah. For instance, the original tag teams were almost simultaneously revealed between the US and Japan when they came out. Oh, I think they were revealed at Worlds. They were revealed at Worlds. I was there and watched them put them on the screen. No, no, that those were. But then back in yeah. December, they revealed... Like Mimikyu, Gengar at the same time. Oh, yeah, They yeah, revealed yeah. Magikarp, Waylord That's true. at the same time. So those were simultaneous reveals between both the US, both the rest of the world and Japan, and that's something new. The only thing I can think that might be the issue is just the printers. That would be where the concern is. That would be the only place I could see there being an issue, because you, like, obviously they're translating them almost immediately if they're announcing them at the same time with the translations. Yeah, we even got the seven tag teams from the next set already, and those don't come out for another month. N- month, yeah. And then we got those two weeks ago, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. so it, it, they're obviously, like, doing the translations pretty quickly, and I think that's really, really weird. <laughs> it, it, it could be a print issue, though. It, like, that's the only thing I can think of, is that the English printer is different than the Japanese printer. Yes. And... They like there's a lag on the American side, but I think we're getting closer to the point where they could do it for like the large sets. At least we probably wouldn't get the expansions in simultaneous times. But say yeah. they got their Reshiram Charizard set back in March. If we could get that in March, too, instead of getting our big set in February that they got. I don't know how months. you would do that without being like card dump right now, especially with 200 card sets. Right. Yeah, that's the only thing is the catch up and yeah, we're, like the catch up. Like there would just be like three months where it's like here's four hundred cards, mini sets. Hooray! They could do a mini set, merchandise only mini sets. They would have to do that. They would have to do something stupid like that. Usually, we get a time where we can catch up in the fall to winter time because Japan yeah. gets a reprint set and we don't get that. So those are cards mm. that we get like five of because they put some new cards in them, but we don't get all. Yeah. Of them. The other important thing that makes it kind of interesting for this is that last rotation, Japan started reflecting exactly everyone else's metagame. Because previously, Japan was almost expanded, wow. but now yeah. they're they're functioning as a sun and moon on metagame as well. So this next rotation will be really interesting for a couple reasons. Number one, unless something happens, we're losing DCE again, Thatch. 
So there's <laughs> that. But also they may somehow change how rotation works to if they're going to do concurrent sets and simultaneous TCG releases, keep Japan on the same metagame as as the rest of the world. So that's another weird piece of this puzzle. It might also go into, this is a topic that Sigma and I talk about a lot offline, with the regionals going to just TCG only. Yeah. I think that would tie in pretty well. But we'll, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I don't want to talk about it too much because this is more of like a TCG topic and I don't want it to like blow people's minds. Yeah. But the thing <laughs> is, Magic the Gathering's getting really big now because they have, mm. they released their new online client that got extremely yeah. popular. That's free to play. Well, and they have to do something. They got to do something to keep Pokemon relevant then. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe we'll see a new online client, too. It might be time for that, but... It's been time for that for a while. Let's all be honest. I'm hoping it comes with Gen 8, but I'm doubtful. It, we've all been wanting a new a new client. Gen 8 could be the moment that it switches the TCG switch to that, That's what I hope it is. And I hope that's like a reveal at Worlds, because they always mm-hmm. do those big reveals for yeah. TCG. And they're like, okay, here's this card from the next generation, and it will be released worldwide at this time. Mm-hmm. And that would be amazing. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. Um, so we're going to switch gears again because <laughs> this is Smorgasbord Day. And so, uh, I, I mean, I have the I have the answer. Like, I have a one word answer to this question that Sigma brought up. <laughs> uh, so Pokemon Go, are we going to see Gen Five this year, or will they just skip the Gen Eight to help build the hype for Sword and Shield? And my answer is. No, it's going to be Gen 5. Uh, <laughs> Does anyone have nostalgia for Gen 5, though? Or do they just have immense hatred of seeing Simisir? So the <laughs> thing is, we're going to we're gonna see Gen 5, and I'll explain why. Because we've lived through Pokemon Go existing when another game came out. Yeah, but that was when we were releasing Eggs and Johto as opposed to now, where it's Gen 5. And as much eh. as I like Gen 5, we also have Meltan and Melmetal in the decks. So we don't have to go in order anymore. <laughs> And if there's big Melmetal hype, like the Armored Evolution rumor that there is, where oh Melkan is involved with that, <laughs> we might get the Armored Legends as raid bosses, because Meltan needs to be there to make their armor. I hate <laughs> this, folks. Dropped it. <laughs> Seth, I think you're wrong. I think uh, I'm wrong, too, but I'm not going <laughs> to let you know that. <laughs> I, I think I, you're wrong. For so many reasons, like I, <laughs> like I, I'm pretty sure, like, because that armored evolution thing came with like the sword and shield thing, that rumor on 4chan, right? Yeah. And I think I think I said this. I, I hope I said this, and it was clear. But I'm pretty sure if, if there's any credence to that 4chan post, I think it was a guy who heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy who heard it from a guy. And what happened was it, he got information about the new Pokemon movie at the same time as the Pokemon games. And we ended up hearing about Sword and Shield, and he heard about Armored Mewtwo, which got trademarked, but it's probably talking about the Armored Mewtwo that's going to be in the movie. Because it's it's very evident, looking at the merchandise that's coming out for the movie, that Armored Mewtwo is going to be, like, some product in there as well. So I, I'm pretty sure it's just something that got confused like that. And I doubt Mel Metal is going to actually do it. Mel Metal's an important part. I, you're, I think you are absolutely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think you're he absolutely makes the right. armor and he's 3000 years old. Thatch 3000. What number is that important to? Is that older or younger than Magirna? It, it's older than Magirna by far, but it's the same age as the weapon. That doesn't mean armored evolution. If anything, the that weapon, means like mega thatch. evolution. They had to armor themselves against the megas. That's how it <laughs> works. I don't think you're right. I don't uh, either. 
I would really like to see new Megas in Sword and Shield, though. I think that's yeah. the way to go. Give me new Megas. Yep. Megas make bad Pokemon relevant. Z-Crystals mm-hmm. make better, good Pokemon better. Yes. Which is not the way I preferred it. I, the problem is, I'm sure if we see new Megas, we're going to see new Z-Moves, but it's not going to be... I mean, we obviously have, like, the generic type ones, which are probably the best ones. If it's probably going to be, like, stupid, like, hey, look, guys, Lucario's got its own Z-Crystal now. And <laughs> it's going to be absolutely stupid and nobody cares. What I really Lucario want to see... Lucario was the first Pokemon to ever use a Z-Move. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Starter Eevee in the game so it can use Eevee, Neum, Z, and OU. Oh, Stop no. It. And then start batty batting things. That's not going to happen. That's Stop not going to transfer it. over. I hate that. <laughs> so the final thing i want to bring up and talk about because we're getting close to the 20 minute mark and i want to i want to make sure we don't go like to like 30 minutes today is that the pokin arcade cabinets are dying in japan are they is it today did the online services end yesterday is Uh, that what happened yeah two days or two days ago two days ago because japan time but yeah so it so it ended on march 25th that i didn't know that was happening and we did you just find out about this uh maybe a week ago yeah, it was it that's nuts to me and I I'm this is completely expected. I'm not <laughs> I'm not blown away by this. It lasted like 4 years. That's 4 years longer than it should have lasted. The entire entire lifespan of Pokémon feels like I mean there I can give like 5 reasons why it failed. But the biggest reason I think it failed was it just felt like such a forced experiment because like the before Pokémon even came out to the public, we had the Pokémon like thing at the world championships in what was it 2015 or something like that and before the game even came out they did that and it was stupid it was so stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it was so bad and they, it, they forced it into the fighting scene as well like there was a huge fighting tournament where i think they kicked out street fighter 4 for pokin <laughs> because nintendo paid money for pokin to be there oh and gosh it, yeah, no, it's just been like this huge thing. And I think if you've ever been to a international or if you've been to Worlds, you will have noticed there's always like a Pokemon room where like Pokemon tournaments supposed to be taking place. Oh, yeah. And it's always empty. It was terrible. There was no there was no one there. It was in the darkest corner of the of the room. This was at Worlds. <laughs> and it was just the empty room. I was wondering when they were going to put the TCG players there. It's just empty all the time because yeah. nobody wants to play. And it, like, so like it was forced. That's the first reason why it failed. Second reason it failed and is it, and probably second more secondary is that Smash Brothers already exists. And Smash Brothers has a ton of Pokemon characters in it now. It has like nine Pokemon in it. I'm sure there's going to be one Pokemon DLC character. I can see it. And, and it, it'll be like Sobble or something, right? And we're, we're going to get something like that on the Switch, and you already have this game that's immensely popular. People are already playing it with Pokemon in it. Why do I need another Pokemon game? And that I think that's a reason that nobody played it. Uh, third reason, and Sigma mentioned this, is the the game tried too hard to be unique. It was a 2D slash 3D fighter, which is a really weird format for a fighter to be in. Especially for a series as approachable as Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, right? It's, it's just not an approachable game. And I think that also kind of kills Pokemon. Like, it, it's not in brand with Pokemon, right? It was something that required massive skill. And that's something that not every Pokemon fan is used to. They're used to being able to walk into any Pokemon game and being okay with it. You mean I can't control this from my Pokeball Plus? No, you can't. Absolutely not. Well, why am I going to play it? Exactly. <laughs> I think a, a another auxiliary reason, I'm on like three now, 
is that it was it launched on the Wii U. <laughs> it launched on the Wii U, probably the most miserable console of all time. I think in the US only like 3 million or like 4 million units were sold. Uh, something like that. It was bad. That makes me feel really special, by the way. That means if you come to my house, I'm there's only a one out of like 100 chance that you come to my house and it has a Wii U in it. So feel honored if you come over. There's a Wii U here. Nobody has one. <laughs> Pro tip, the gamepads make great dog toys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, my Wii U, the, the Wii U is great for a couple of reasons. And uh, like the reason that I love my Wii U more than anything else, the, the reason I love my Wii U and I keep it around and I actually plug it in is because it is one of the best virtual console machines to ever exist. <laughs> that is the only reason I have a Wii U is because of virtual console. No other reason. Just virtual console. So, I mean, it has fantastic games. Like, you get the whole Metroid Prime series for 20 bucks. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was a really good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. I still haven't done it. I need to do it before, like, they shut down the Wii U eShop. But it, it's a fantastic deal. You can play Metroid Prime, all three of them. And if you're gearing up for Metroid Prime 4, it's a great way to do it. And I'm pretty sure Wii U's used are pretty cheap right now. They're probably like 150 max at GameStop or something like that. They gotta be cheaper than that. Wii's were going for like 30 bucks at one point, weren't they? Yeah, I, I think you can buy it super cheap at GameStop. We'll look into this here in a second. And then I, I think the, uh, I had a final reason and I forgot what it was. The dumb controller? I, that's not, I don't think that's a big thing. I think I understand that. Um, I think, oh, the fourth thing is they didn't bring any of the du- updates until the Switch came out, until the Switch version came out. There were a ton of updates in Japan, and it took us like a year and a half to get any of them on a console. On stateside, by the way. In stateside. Yeah, and then they came out with DLC last year, so you thought, oh, maybe they're going to support this game, and then they stopped. I, the game was the Wii U of video games. It, it really was. It was just kind of dead on arrival. I think they were trying to build a game that nobody wanted. It was just solving a problem that Pokemon didn't have. I think they were just like, okay, like our VGC scene's doing really well and our TCG scene's doing well. Let's add a third thrust. And they added Pokemon and everybody was like, but why? A fighter game. Nobody really wanted that, right? Like, that's not what I watch Pokemon for. I don't watch it for like the high speed things, right? Nothing in Pokemon is that fast. And I I think that just killed it. I think Pokemon, like, it's probably dead now. And I'm okay with that. I think, like, we were talking again. This goes back to the fun conversation that Sigma and I have. I think we're going to see a huge shakeup to things like regionals and internationals this year. I I think with the Switch coming out, you might see something happen where a lot more regionals are going to be TCG only. Maybe we're going to have a couple that are going to be going to support Switches. I think those are going to be spectacular disasters. Yep. I think I might be wrong. But. Yeah, the piece of information you were missing last week when you went on to the spiel was that they're already doing online tournaments where they have commentators come in, fly in, flown in, yes, in a room for, and they do all day tournaments for Smash Bros already because they have a spectator mode, and I think that's what they need for Sun or Sword and Shield. I think I've been asking for a spectator mode in Pokemon for the longest time. I think that would be so cool. Like if you look at, like honestly, what Pokemon needs to do is adopt just Showdown. I don't think they need to do the full-on simulator. Like, hey, you can build a team like this or anything. I think the QR codes are a fantastic way around that. Yeah. I think they need to make the QR teams a bit more approachable in terms of being able to distribute them and make them right. I think they should have a button where you press it and then they just are sent to your online accounts or your online system. And then you can choose from them. I agree with that. I, I think that's what needs to happen. So I, I would also note, there's there's no camera on the switch. Yeah, that's so that's a thing. Mm-hmm. 
I well, I think there needs to be a different way to share teams, though. I really yeah. do. I had to pick up my switch to check. There's no camera. <laughs> well, I think you. I think you could just probably enter in like. Um, you you could do it just code. like battle videos. You could do it like battle videos, which is a friend code. I mean, we have things like Nintendo Switch Online or the Global Link. You could probably yeah. use still. But Man, if they hooked up the Global Link to the Switch, that would blow my mind. I would love it to be on Nintendo Switch Online, like they had the uh, Splatoon app, where you yeah. can just go to the little store and buy whatever you want, and it goes directly to your game. Something like that for the QR teams is what I would honestly really love. Nintendo Nintendo can make a really successful like social media platform. Just based on Pokemon, right? If we, if we had like literally the Facebook of Pokemon where I could just put a post like, Hey guys, here's the team that I was using on stream last night. And I like threw it up on the Facebook of Pokemon and people could just like click it and use it. I think that would go over really well. Yeah. Uh, And I think that would foster the competitive spirit, but I don't think Nintendo really cares about competitive Pokemon that much. (laughs) (laughs) I think they want to, unless it's doubles. I think there are people up there that want to care and then they just can't because other people above them won't let it happen exactly but i think that's a good place to stop (laughs) so we're gonna take a short break guys and we're gonna come right back at you with the pokemon of the episode we'll catch you on the flip-flop hey are you like man i really wish i could wear some puckle gear it'd be great to have the logo maybe have a PuckleCon design if i decide to go to PuckleCon, or even like man i wish i just had some pokemon shirts well, guess what? You could head on over to T Public, where you can pick up shirts, mugs, pretty much anything you want with the Puckle logo, with just some cool Pokemon logos as well. We keep the link to that in the description of the podcast. You can also check it out on our website as well. You can find our link to our T Public, and you can just pick up any cool thing that you want. Like I said, mugs, even a tapestry like Seth, you can wrap yourself in it. So, what are you waiting for? Go check out the Puckle T Public store today. <laughs> episode and welcome to the pokemon of the episode our pokemon of the episode this week is national decks number zero zero three venusaur the seed pokemon it's fire red at dex entry states a bewitching aroma wafts from its flower the fragrance becalms those engaged in a battle and that boy gets thick fat when he makes yeah. falls <laughs> you, you get rid of two of its weaknesses which is actually kind of cool actually. yeah it was a well-designed uh, mega. It was, it was honestly, dude. Okay. So the one thing that I think is underappreciated about Venusaur, and this is an aside before we go and break down the team that Seth has brought to us today, is that Venusaur is, I think, one of the most, maybe not underrated, but just like unknown Pokemon in just like in the history of Pokemon. It has consistently been the best Kanto starter competitively for years. Yeah. <laughs> like I argue it is. Other than Charizard X right now in this particular meta, I think it has been better than Charizard for many, many years. Yeah, it really has. Vanilla Venusaur just has done so well comparatively. So just throwing that out there, guys. Venusaur's always been good. He's my boo. So uh, Venusaur, so the team that Seth's brought us today, he's brought us, man, you're going to have to just break down all these sets for me. Minus like this Garchomp <laughs> because they, they are all just such, like specialized spreads. And yeah. This is just a team that Seth has been going all cray cray yeah. about. Full disclosure, this is my primary team in OU right now. So yes. I know a little bit about it. I'm probably just going to let you break down most of this, but your first, <laughs> I mean, obviously the team's built around Venusaur, right? Venusaurite, yep. uh, Chlorophyll turns into the thick fat when it mega evolves. Uh, 252 HP, 156 defense, explain. 156 defense is 
just big and fat for taking on things like Mawile and Cartana. Random number. Okay. 84 special Kinda. defense. Uh, same kind of thing. Taking okay. on Coco, Greninja, and Magirna there. It's kind of kind of semi-balanced with more skewed towards physical defense for the dangerous Mawile that can easily take over the rest of the team. 16 speed. Outspeeds Mega Mawile. Okay, good enough. That's That makes sense, actually. Uh, Sludge Bomb, Hidden Power, Fire, Leech Seed, and Synthesis are your moves there. Uh, I like that. I like the S- Leech Seed just for, like, annoying recovery. Mm-hmm. Also, this is just a U team because yeah. it, we'll we'll get there we'll get there um this 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 team has seth written all over it it has hazard removal though so it does have Everything, hazard removal it does <laughs> which is uh which is out of necessity honestly this team has literally just got seth written all over it by the way guys uh, like like the like most of us like that are on the show that play competitively together we all kind of know each other's play styles and like <laughs> I'm just reading like this team and it's definitely just them. So uh Tapu Fini's the next member of the team because you're trying to build that fire water grass core, I can tell. Yep. And and it looks like you almost well, you technically build a fantasy core here too. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, and so we have Tapu Fini with leftovers, Misty Surge, two forty eight HP, probably for toxic damage or some kind of damage. Yeah. Rocks maybe. Just yeah. You're not getting toxic as a Fini. Um sixteen <laughs> defense, what's that about? Avoids a one-hit KO from plus two Halucha at full health. Good to know. Okay, and then uh, twelve special attack. What are you KOing here? Is it just, or is that just what's left over or something? Always two hit KOs. Heatran. Okay. Um, Forty special defense. Leftover. Leftover. Uh, what? It's what's left over. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's what's, what's done leftover. after the rest. One ninety-two speed. I think outspeeds Heatran, right? Yes, with the timid nature, it outspeeds Boom. timid max speed Heatran. I know some of my calcs, and. So- <laughs> Uh, Moonblast, Skull, Taunt, and Defog. Defog because you have Volcarona on yep. this team um, to finish out the Firewater Grass Core. But, uh, I mean, I guess we could skip and just jump to that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is pretty standard Feeny otherwise. I mean, I guess I'll just keep walking through it and you can just, like, explain yourself. Sigma, um, do I you see... want your two? Yeah, yeah. I'll take my do two. you want two? Okay, so next up we have a Garchomp with a Rocky Helmet. Rough skin, so anything physical is going to take a lot of damage, especially if somebody's going to just try to fake out you. It's like, ha, take that. Uh, <laughs> we put all our EVs into HP and speed with the leftovers in defense. I'm not sure how much that matters. What does that, what does that out of speed, Seth? Everything. It speed ties other Garchomps. It speed yeah. ties other Garchomp. That's all it does. <laughs> and it outspeeds You me. could drop it to 248 speed because uh, you're just looking to outspeed your base, Thunderous Your base Therian, 102, I, I think, I was going right? to say, you're trying to... Yeah. You're trying to outspeed those Nihila ghosts. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, they outspeed you. Can't, you. <laughs> they have a 103. They have 103. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're not outspeeding those Nihila ghosts. You're not the outspeeding those 101s are Thunderous Therian. That's yeah. it. That's the 101s. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. So, standard Garchomp here, Jolly. Earthquake, Fire Blast for those stupid Ferrothorns that try to come in on you. Toxic and Stealth Rock. Uh, and then you skipped one, Sigma. Uh, no, Seth said he wanted to talk about that one, so I'll just. Go oh, okay. Volcarona. Okay. <laughs> and did you want to take the next one, Sigma? Just I'll take I'll take the weird ones at yeah, the end. I'll take, take the, the weird ones, please. <laughs> so we have Volcarona here with Psyche MZ. It's got Flame Body as its ability, and its EV spread is 248 HP, 124 defense, and 136 speed. I'm sure Seth has a reason for that defense and speed stat. The defense is left over. The speed is to specifically outspeed Mega Alakazam at plus one. All right, it's got a timid nature, and its stacks are a fiery dance, psychic, roost, and quiver dance. 
So, Ooh. as you can tell, we have Psyche MZ. We want to kill Toxapex with this local. All the time. All day, every day. All day, every day. Which, with Shattered Psyche, you do at plus one. It does 90% to something over 100. So, if you catch it on the switch with a Fiery Dance and get the special attack boost, you can just nuke it with Psyche MZ. It's also decently good coverage. A lot of stuff in OU resists bug especially now that Zygarde isn't around and you don't need to worry about bopping that with uh, Savage Spinout. So, yeah, a lot resists mm. bug. Psychic is sometimes better. Okay, Seth, take us home. These Taking are weird. Take us home. <laughs> so we have Celesteela, which you might think, Seth, that's a standard thing. That's not weird at all. That's a well, Seth standard thing. <laughs> yeah. It's also normally seen with exactly one set. So... This Celesteela has 248 HP, 104 defense, 156 special defense with a bold nature. Kind of just to balance the defenses out, make you slightly less weak to things like Pinsir, as opposed to the pure special defensive spread. And the moves are where it gets spicy. It's got Leech Seed Protect, just like all Celesteela. But then instead of the other two attacking moves, you're running Air Slash and Metal Sound. Reason being, if you run standard Celesteela and run across a Reuniclus, you might as well click X, because it will eat <laughs> you alive. <laughs> Metal Sound allows you to not only weaken stuff for the rest of your team, like the Venusaur Sludge Bombs, the Volcarona bits, they can be weaker to that, but it also allows you to 1v1 sort of a Reuniclus, or at least halt it from setting up on you as as easily. It makes it think twice on what is otherwise a hard counter. So I don't know that I don't know that that is a I don't know if you one v one ridiculous in that case. Yeah, you don't one v one, but you definitely keep it from just steamrolling over your team. Wait, so remind me what Metal Sound does? Drops special defense by two stages. Oh, never mind. Okay, you're right. Yeah. So you out calm mind it basically. You out calm mind it really hard. Yeah. 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 Never mind. Go ahead. You're you're right. You're right. Just just finish this off then. Yeah. Finish no it worries. Off. <laughs> the last one. The team was kind of weak to things like Lander Aetherian, ironically, with the Celesteela even in there. It still kind of was weak to things like that, as well as just being really weak to setup in general. It's a very passive team outside of Volcarona, and even Volcarona is a bulky spread. So what beats setup sweepers? The exact same setup sweeper. We have Ditto with a Choice Scarf. So yeah, if you sit, if they're sitting in front of you with a Charizard X, just Dragon Dancing up, in front of your Venusaur, you don't care. You let him. You let him KO the Venusaur. Then you send Ditto in. <laughs> then, <laughs> then you have a plus four Charizard. <laughs> it's great. Also, Ditto, details on the Ditto because it's a little bit more than what it seems. Uh, number one, it's got 128 happiness, which is right smack in the middle. So if, if that pincer has frustration or return, you can still damage it back pretty decently despite the only reason i don't like that the happiness thing is there is because that is so hard to control on cart oh absolutely that is so hard to control it's not like evs that you can figure out pretty easily this is like this is like a hidden number yep completely hidden that's almost impossible to work on cart so don't leave your ditto in your party or else it'll go down even more (laughs) (laughs) or something but yeah, the EVs don't matter except HP. That's max, so you're at 300 HP with it. Uh, four attack, 252 defense. Who cares? It's just for ditto v dittos where you're in a struggle fight. The IVs, though, are where it gets a little bit spicy and where it makes such a good teammate with Vulca- with uh, Celesteela. The IVs are set for hidden power ground because <laughs> Magnet Pull, unlike Shadow Tag, you can't switch out of if there's another Magnet Pull in the arena. 
So you trap their Magnazone, if you can switch right, and kill it with their own hidden power. Also, I want to make this clarification about Ditto, because there was actually some confusion in the Discord earlier this week about it, and it's the mechanics behind Ditto. And so Ditto doesn't copy IVs and stats from your Pokemon in that way. All it does is copy the numbers that your Pokemon currently has as its stats. Correct. And yeah. I, I think that needs to be clarified because there was confusion about the hidden power that Ditto will get. Yeah. you. It always acquires the hidden power that its IVs are set for. However, the actual stats that it copies are just carbon copies of the opponent. Mm-hmm. All of them. Not affected by Ditto's IVs. Mm-hmm. Just, I just want to make that clear because people are Other asking. than HP. That's the only yes. one. And its move is transform. Who cares? <laughs> that's a team, though. If you guys want that shiny Venusaur... You can check out the Patreon this week where we're going to give it away. I think I've got times now. It's going to start Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, and it's going to go to Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern. You have two <laughs> days to get it. Just letting you know. That's how you get it. That way there's times for it because I noticed like it before I wasn't giving times. Nobody was actually doing it. So you have to do it within those two days. I haven't chosen a Pokemon to trade for it yet. And if I say it now, I'm going to forget. So, <laughs> so definitely think about doing that. But yeah, I mean, that's it for the Pokemon, the episode, check out Seth's article more in depth about this team. You can copy, paste it and then run to the Seth on the ladder with it. Yeah. And then I will win. (laughs) Have those one V one struggles with, uh, with dittos fight me. And of course you, you guys can do all that. We're going to leave Sigma and Seth here though. It's really sad. They're disappearing from the show today a little bit early, a little prematurely. It's sad. They're fun. They have to leave. Uh, we're gonna be Wah. kicking. We're gonna be kicking gears over to two weeks ago, Thatch, <laughs> and his interview with Worcester. I hope he was good at it. We will see. It was actually done at like six thirty in the morning because oh Worcester's my. in Australia, so like our time zones didn't line up whatsoever. Uh, it was very useful though. So it was very informative. I had a good time. So we're gonna kick it on over, and you guys are gonna listen to that, and we're gonna wave bye to Sigma and Seth, and say bye. see you next time, friends. Fairly well, etc., etc. Let's kick it on over to the interview. Puckle presents a special interview. And welcome to a Puckle interview with Worcester, actually, which is really great. I'm glad to have him here. Um, so I guess we'll just start it off real quick and easy. Uh, who are you and what do you do? Uh, I'm Worcester. I speedrun a lot of Pokemon games. <laughs> well, more than that too. Uh, but we can we can talk about that. But yeah, we have Worcester here. He's uh, he's a speedrunner known for a lot of Pokemon games. And I, I have some rapid fire questions just to get you warmed up. All about Pokemon. All right. Just to Hit jump me. into it. For okay, so favorite Pokemon? Go. Heracross. Heracross. That's I I like that. First Pokemon game. Uh, Pokemon Red. Favorite Pokemon game? Pokemon Crystal. Why is that? I'm, I'm actually interested. Uh, it's just the one I like the most. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you played any Pokemon spinoffs? And if so, what's your favorite spinoff? I have played a lot of Pokemon spinoffs. <laughs> um, I'd say my favorite is probably uh, Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Sky. That's a good answer. That's one I get a lot. Yes. That's okay. not a surprise. One that gets thrown out there that throws people off. Favorite TM? Yeah, I can understand why that throws a lot of people off. Um, <laughs> instinctually, I was going to say 26 because... That's the right answer. <laughs> yeah, everyone likes Earthquake. Uh, 
Okay, and then I, I assume you've seen Sobble, Score Bunny, and Grookey. Which one? Are, which team are you on? Uh, I'm not overly like convinced yet, but at the moment I'm going for Score Bunny. Okay, definitely could change. <laughs> all right, so that, that's all I have for that. But that's good. Good information. We know who you are now. <laughs> uh, Heracross. I like that. I like that answer a lot. So. Yeah. I guess we have to start off with like the really generic. I know you have a video on this already, but why did you get into speedrunning? So speedrunning, to me, it wasn't really something that I got into. It was just something that was always there. So mm-hmm. speedrunning, I mean, it's just it's just going fast in a video game. And so if you're playing, you know, a racing game like Mario Kart, you're always trying to go fast. That's always the objective. Mm-hmm. And so I played a lot of other, like I played a lot of Sonic games as a kid as well. And obviously they're, you know, kind of built around speed. And so I wanted to know if I was, you know, not just the best in my house. I wanted to know if I was the best in the world at yeah. going fast. And, uh, you know, at the start I wasn't, I was definitely not, it wasn't even close, but it got me motivated and it made me think, you know, as a single player playing this game, this is kind of like the ultimate test just to go as fast as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Uh, I guess the so when did you start speedrunning? That that's the next question, I guess. Uh, two thousand and three. So, so a that's long a long time, time ago. ago. <laughs> long time ago. I was nine years old. Yeah, burgeoning internet. Yeah. Yes. I, I'm yeah. Very aware. The, the first communities were on GameFAQs. Oh man. <laughs> People posting their times. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, early internet. That's crazy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you've been around pretty much since the beginning, then probably. Um, uh huh. Okay, so, uh, so some questions that we were getting from the community that they really wanted to know is, like, what game would you suggest for getting into speedrunning? Do I have to answer with a Pokemon game? You don't, no. Because <laughs> a lot of people ask me that question, and they ask, what's the best Pokemon game to get into for speedrunning? Mm-hmm. And I don't really have a good answer, because... I need, I'd like, I'd need to know more of what you're looking for because a lot of the games offer something very different. Hmm. Okay. Um, could, could you elaborate on that just a little bit? Like, what do you mean so, by that? So, for example, my favorite games to speedrun for in the Pokemon series are all of the Gen 4 games. Why is that? The reason for this is they're the most focused on execution and they're okay. the most in- interesting route wise like they have the most interesting problems to solve and more importantly to me the most interesting answers to the problems um so uh, like you can control a lot of the variables in those games by playing absolutely perfectly whereas that's not the case in a lot of the other games in a lot of the other games you're at the mercy of random elements just throwing you off that's not to say that's not the case in those games (laughs) as well but that also makes them very difficult to start with because if you don't execute everything correctly, then you're not doing exactly what the top level runner is doing. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they're speed running, they want to be doing the same thing, even if they're not getting the same result. So that can mm-hmm. be very off-putting to them. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Pokemon games in general, I like if you want to play a Pokemon game and you want to speed run it, obviously that's what you're going to enjoy the most. I think the most accessible one for Pokemon is just red and blue because it's being done the most. And there's a lot of tutorials and it's really easy to get into and learn the information. Mm-hmm. It can still be quite overwhelming. Um, if you don't want something overwhelming, I would say uh, gold and silver is the easiest. Okay. Yeah. I've, just I've seen some of those. Yeah. 
Yeah, I looked into it briefly. I was like, man, I could try speedrunning. And then everybody that I work with was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> they're like, you're going to spend too much time doing that and not enough time doing other things. So I can completely understand it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my experience with speedrunning. I gave up everything else. Yeah. Well, it looks like so. you're doing a ton. So, I mean, good for you. Oh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> Good for you. But uh, is there a game that's not Pokemon-wise that you'd think would be better to start speedrunning with? Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, it depends what you're looking for. From the games that I've run that I think would be a great first speed game for someone, Wario Land 2 is yeah. actually what I would say. Yeah, I saw that you just recently got a new record for that one, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> but it's just, it's very instinctual. It's just you go fast, you go yeah. into a door, you kind of move around. It's very easy. You can't die. So for a <laughs> beginner who wants to just play a game and try and go fast, it's very good it's a good one okay that's good that's good to know um so how do you choose which games to speed run is it just feel is it like a whim or is it just like yeah it's kind of a whim it's just like yeah i kind of feel like playing this game so i will (laughs) that's good to know and then uh so are there any like particular skills you think that somebody needs when they speed run um in general no it like there are different skill sets that are very useful to do specific things but you don't specifically need them you can kind of like leech off others doing them (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah like for me like i'm i would say the greatest skill that i have is problem solving Mm -hmm. and that's very useful for figuring out what to do in a pokemon speed run like the routing process it's very helpful but if you wait for me to finish it and then you just copy what i do you don't need that skill at all (laughs) that's true Yeah, that's true. But I think that's what makes you better than somebody else is that you can figure out your own route. I, I think that's yeah, a huge well, thing it, for Pokemon games. Well, it certainly gives you more initiative. Yes. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I find it more enjoyable that way as well to be able to. I, I can understand that. Yeah. Then, yeah. Doing the run, it's like this is a product of my work rather than, oh, look, I got lucky. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. absolutely true. Oh, man. So what speed run are you most proud of that you've done so far? I have a few answers to this question as well. You can give all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the one that I would say invoked the most pride was my all gold symbols run in pokemon emerald i i do know about that one that that one's a big yeah is that the one that you got the crit in that helps you win or is that a different oh on the very last fight yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so so the story like all so getting all the gold symbols in emerald anyone who's played that game and tried to do that knows that's very difficult Mm -hmm. like when i was a kid i and i like I, i was good at pokemon even as a kid but I could never get the gold symbols. Yeah. Like it was just impossible. I just eventually you would get hit by some quick claw horn drill and die. Yes. It would just always happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so after I think speedrunning the games for like, you know, four or five years, I thought, oh, this would be a great challenge. I'd love to actually do this. And yeah. I had tried, I think, three times in the past and failed. I had like played the game for like 20 two hours or something and i would have one or two wow of the seven <laughs> like i just I, I still couldn't do it. it all these years later it was just too difficult and mm-hmm. then i think finally another like three years later i put huge amounts of work into it i spent six months just routing that and like <laughs> I, I have i still have these huge spreadsheets of every single pokemon that can show up in every single facility and how much you know the damage yeah. range against every single one of them <laughs> with all of your pokemon and it was just it was a great achievement for me like even outside of speed running to just do that and then to do it in one day in one sitting it yeah was like, wow yeah. you know that's that blows me away because like that's like 
that's like competitive Pokemon to the extreme. To know the damage output that can be done, like just memorizing those calcs is just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so kudos. <laughs> kudos to that. No, that's a that's a great one. Yeah, absolutely. So I you're known for doing these like longer these longer speedruns. I don't know how typical that is in the speedrunning community to be doing these twenty hour ones. I wouldn't say it's typical, but it's definitely not atypical either. Okay. There are um you know there are other games that you know are even longer uh the one that everyone brings up and i don't like this as an example but i'll bring it up anyway is <laughs> bait and kaidos. wait say that again bait and kaidos okay. so the the rpg for the gamecube mm-hmm. um one run of that is i think the record is 342 hours okay wow <laughs> <laughs> to get everything in the game. but basically you have to let the game just kind of like sit there for huge periods of time to get like <laughs> i think it's one of the items Really? So you can just sleep and that's part of the speed run. So, <laughs> so it's, it's a bit ridiculous. That, um, that does sound ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And then you're doing, I think you're doing Pokemon Stadium. At least you were recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, How's uh, that going? <laughs> oh, no, I finished with that. Yeah, I saw, I saw that you did. You did. You have uh, you have the record in that now too, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Finally, that was, no, that game was destroying me for a long while. I, <laughs> I would get up, I would be on pace for the record and then just lose to the final fight wow. or lose to the second last fight. Just it happened I think 6 times <laughs> wow. in like a month. <laughs> it was not not fun at all. No, did you ever find out the random encounter tables for that or as I, I know that uh, was a the, bigger issue, right? It's uh the thing that I wanted to find with that game was you can in some ways manipulate because in the stadium games they choose 3 pokemon from a group of 6. Yes. And you can kind of manipulate which three they pick, except you can't actually <laughs> manipulate which three they pick. Like you can make it so that they choose different patterns of three, but you can never control which three they're picking. Mm-hmm. But then we still don't know in which ways they actually get controlled. Okay. So like Misty has four water types, a Sunflora and a Togetic, and you wanted to bring all the water types. Mm-hmm. But if you just bring all fire types, that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, that, she'll still bring Sunflora against that. That's weird. <laughs> if, you, if you bring, like, three electric types, then suddenly she's like, oh, yeah, all waters. Sure. <laughs> so there's no logic or rhyme or reason to it at all. And then some of the Pokemon that are, like, the same are, like, Polyrath and Wigglytuff seem to get the same combinations when you bring them in your team. Mm. And it's like, that makes no sense. There's... Uh, I've tried for a long time to try and figure out the logic, and it's beyond me. So. <laughs> Does it mean there is logic? <laughs> no, it's no, an early Pokemon game. <laughs> yeah, oh. and so I, I would need someone to disassemble the game and then try and figure out what everything actually means. Yeah, and so I asked the people, "Oh, you know, how long would this take?" And they were like, "Oh, yeah, probably about ten years." <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, it's only a short time, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm waiting. Yeah. Uh, so how many how many games do you try to work on simultaneously? Do you just do one at a time, or do you do you like have several games that you're working on at once? Mm, it depends how much energy I have. I would <laughs> say uh, I like to tell myself that I should only work on one game at a time because if I work on okay, so a better answer is I only work on one game at a time that's similar to each other. Like I would never work on. Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Crystal at the same time. They're too similar. I would get confused. 
Okay. But if I work on Pokemon Gold and Sonic 2 at the same time, that's fine because they're nothing like each other. Yeah, okay. That makes but sense. my memory is actually terrible, despite the fact that people think it's really good. It's garbage. I forget <laughs> everything. So if I take on too many things at once, by the time I'm actually ready to run a game, I will have forgotten everything that I'm supposed to do, and then I'll have to relearn it again. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> What? This isn't a joke. I have yeah, I no. have people come up to me all the time being like, oh, you know, oh, can you give me the, you know, strats for this game and why do you do this? And I'm just like, I've got no idea. Mate. Absolutely yeah. no idea. <laughs> you just like, don't I remember, to, yeah. like, to give me the answer, I have to watch my own videos <laughs> and then try to figure it out. I don't feel like I'm very helpful. You could have done that, surely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you have any secrets or anything, right? You know? It's no. just, it's just, here's, this is what I did. Watch it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so are there any, do you have any plans to do anything like with the Pokemon 3DS titles? I, I noticed you haven't done anything with that or those just difficult to speed run. Um, definitely not. Uh, I did do a speed run of Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Okay. Yeah. Early I on that. when they came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but see, the problem with the 3DS games is one, I don't like Gen 7 very okay. much. <laughs> they're also, they're not geared towards speedrunning at all because they have like so many cutscenes. Oh, it's awful. Kind of yeah. And so that's even worse on replay. Like they just, they don't have much replay value at all. Mm-hmm. Like speedrunning to me is just kind of an extension of replaying a video game. Yeah, I can, um, I can understand that. Yeah. And X and Y, I forgot what my reason was for not speedrunning X and Y. But I have one. <laughs> I did some stuff with it in the early days as well, like trying to figure out what actual Pokemon to use, but I didn't take much interest in actually doing the run. Hmm. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I just noticed that you hadn't done any of those, uh, particularly like on your on your list of accomplishments. And <laughs> yeah, I, I did a few like wonder trade races of X and Y when they first came out because that was, you know, new and interesting and novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were quite fun. Yeah, yeah. So, what what would you say your like overall favorite one to have speedrun so far? Like favorite game it doesn't have to be Pokemon; it can be anything. Uh, of Pokemon, I would pick. Well, I already said Gen Four is my favorite. Yeah. Um, so either Heart Gold, Soul Silver, or Platinum. Okay. Um, Diamond and Pearl is good as well, but it's worse than those two. Yeah, I um, can imagine. <laughs> it, it is interesting though, like because they're all very different in what makes them very interesting, but they mm-hmm. all. I can go into that more. If yeah, no, thinking. absolutely. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd love to. So, yeah. so, so some of the, um, so I was saying like some of the solutions to the problems are really interesting in Gen 4. So Diamond and Pearl has in, in the glitchless run of Diamond and Pearl. So you use Infernape, you catch a bee barrel and teach it thief, manipulate a wild chancy holding a lucky egg, thief the lucky egg from it, and then give it to Infernape to yeah. beat the rest of the game. <laughs> that's, the, that's, what what's the encounter rate on a Chansey? That's got that's not that Chansey's high. Chansey's 5%, I think. Oh, that's not terrible actually. And then the lucky egg is another 5%. Yeah, maybe? that's that's terrible though. <laughs> 5% of 5%. So how many chances yeah, do you have so, to go through for that? Like it, it, is does that really oh, no, save that I much more time? time? I get it every time. Oh, really? Do you just like manipulate yeah, RNG? So, yeah, so I've I've manipulated RNG for the first hour of the speed run until the Chansey okay. shows up. So that I know exactly what the frame data is at, which is very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. In fact, I think actually on my record run, I lost it, but then I regained it by accident, the <laughs> manipulation, which was quite interesting. Um, 
So then you catch the B barrel and then you look at the B barrel stats to figure out exactly where your um, RNG frame is at that point based mm-hmm. on you know what the B barrel is. Yeah. And then you do specific movement from that point to make sure that you get a chancy lucky egg. I have another spreadsheet for that, which is a <laughs> lot of fun to make. Um, in platinum, platinum, the glitched run of platinum is the interesting one there. Um, you catch so normally so you use like one pokemon throughout the run in like every pokemon game it's the best way to do it Mm -hmm. and so usually it's a starter but in the glitch run of platinum you pass you bypass some of the gyms and stuff um with tweaking that you can do and right after the second gym you can go onto the water before you have surf which allows you to catch higher level pokemon and so it ends up being faster to catch a tentacruel and beating the game with that Okay. But the thing that ended up being even more interesting is that it's faster to catch two tentacruels <laughs> instead of one. You catch a level 40 tentacruel and a level 50 tentacruel. Okay. Which uh, it, you kind of have to be involved in speedrunning enough to get how bizarre that is, but it's incredible. No, that does bizarre. sound bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> sounds bizarre from an outsider's perspective. <laughs> because I know you typically, so, it's typically just one Pokemon and then you're catching two and it's a tentacruel. And, then, and it's a tentacruel. <laughs> like, it's just not the Pokemon you would think of at yeah. all to go fast. Yeah. But so that's great. And then Heart Gold. Heart Gold is, yeah, I think it's the best Pokemon game. Like my favorite is Crystal. It's obviously nostalgia there. Mm-hmm. But um, Heart Gold to Silver, I think, is the best. Um, and it has, so the Pokemon you use there is Raikou. Okay. That so sounds you like can a imagine. Pain. Yeah, encountering and catching a Raikou, that sounds awful. But no, you manipulate the lottery to win a Master Ball before you even get to the Raikou. <laughs> and you manipulate the RNG so that you encounter it on the first tile after you release it. Oh, That's wow. Awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. That's... And then, <laughs> yeah. So the any percent run of that, so the glitched run of that, um, you only get four badges and then you get to red with this level 50 Raikou that just gets, would get destroyed at red. But then we figured out a way to manipulate the battle RNG as well, which is also really like, it's very specific. So it's frame perfect once you get in, but then there's Mm -hmm. lag frames as well, which make it so that you go on different lag points and it's faster not to reset the clock. So you have to keep track of your time to that exact point and i have lots of spreadsheets for this as well and so but then we had to map out because we couldn't hit exactly one frame Mm -hmm. it was just impossible because the lag would just be variable so even if you did the execution perfectly you couldn't hit it at the same time and also emulator isn't exactly accurate for ds games so we couldn't like when routing it we couldn't exactly predict what frames we'd be hitting okay so we ended up routing out like a hundred different fights mm-hmm. of red and but we wouldn't know how they would go so we had to map out oh he'll use you know quick attack and it'll do this much damage so we should do this and okay. we had to wrap <laughs> wow. out and that, it took, there was like seven of us and it took us like you know a couple of weeks combined to get this actually done just for one fight oh i can imagine but yeah <laughs> the thing the thing that was great about it was we had spent probably about a week doing this and we were all in a call together talking about it. And I was about to go to sleep and I was just like, Oh man, you know, cause we were talking about all these crazy ideas that we could do. Like, you know, somehow, Oh, you know, Oh, it'd be great if we could freeze one of these Pokemon and set up on it like that, but mm-hmm. can't learn an ice move and all this other stuff. And it'd be great if we could just, you know, paralyze it and it'd be paralyzed for like a hundred turns in a row and we could just set up and one hit everything. And just <laughs> before I went to sleep, I was like, Oh man, we should teach Raikou flash and just make the missile. <laughs> And then I went to sleep and I woke up and I looked at the spreadsheet and all of them had flash in it. 
it turns out that's actually faster. Really? To teach the <laughs> <to> flash. <laughs> and to make the miss. Wow. So <laughs> that was incredible that day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing that's cool about Hot Gold or Silver, the last strat, this is the last one we'll go into. I'm sorry for talking so long. Oh, no. I, no, this is great. In the glitchless run of Hot Gold or Silver, it is faster to play Voltorb Flip for several minutes. Mm-hmm. Why Voltorb is that? Flip, just flipping the things you, over. Not even to win? Just, just to burn frames? No, it's a win. Or, okay. Win. Okay. So you buy an Abra, a Dratini, and the TM for Thunderbolt there. So you play <laughs> yes. Voltorb Flip for three minutes in the speedrun. The speedrun that's supposed to just be go to the trainers and beat them up and yeah. do nothing else. End up playing Voltorb Flip for three minutes. So that to everyone who knew speedrunning, like when I came out with this strat was just like, this is the most cursed sentence I've ever heard. (laughs) That's fantastic though. (laughs) But then when I found out that idea, I had to figure out how to manipulate Voltorb flip. Yeah. So that I would always win because there's random elements to that as well. And And so then, yeah, I did that. That's crazy. No, that's, that's great. Yeah. No, I really appreciate that going into details like that. That's really it's really helpful and I I, I hope everybody listening enjoyed that. <laughs> I did. Oh, it's something I'm very passionate about. And no, that's no, that's great. Talk about it for a long time. No, if you're passionate about something like that's that's really good. <laughs> to get passionate about things. So, are you currently working on any projects any anything new that you want other people to know about? Uh, I am working on projects now. I was actually so uh, I'm happy you messaged me to remind me about this because I almost <laughs> forgot. Because I was yeah, no, I, the, people always almost do. <laughs> but yeah, so but- uh, I've actually been routing uh, a ROM hack today, um, and have been for the past week, mm-hmm. um, which has been uh, enjoyable because it's very new and very fresh. Yeah, um, and that that's what I enjoy is taking something from nothing and solving all of the problems myself. Yeah, so that's been fun. So like if I, I'm going off topic now, uh, but uh, so if you solve a run and somebody else does better with your, with your route, do, do you still feel accomplished? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I might feel a little bit annoyed and want to beat them back now. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I mean, the speedrunning community, it's very, um, very cohesive. Um, yeah, everyone's just really, it, it's more us versus the game than us versus each other. And okay. so if someone else gets a better time, it's just like, oh, you know, we beat it up even more, you know? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I, I can definitely see that. That's a good attitude to have at least. <laughs> yeah. It's a great attitude to have. Well, I guess, I mean, that's everything that I have. And so where can people find you just so they can come and come and talk to you or come and watch your content or listen oh, to you? on the internet. <laughs> no. um, uh, so I stream on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Worcester, um, YouTube Worcester Lobe there. Mm-hmm. Um, where else am I? I'm on Twitter, Worcester Lobe. Those are the main places. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. No, I just want to make sure people can can do that so they can reach out to you because I really appreciate you coming on and talking. This was fantastic, by the way. <laughs> oh, I, love, I love talking about speedrunning. I do it for a long, long time. This was fantastic. So I, I really appreciate it. So uh, that's, that's where we'll end this. Uh, we will go do the outro from here. <laughs> but thanks again. Right. For, thanks again for being here. Thanks for having me. And for those of you at home, you can go ahead and help out the Puckle Podcast by listening to the rest of our content over at Puckle Plus. You can, of course, 
always follow us on our social medias at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. We do all of those great things. You guys can catch us on Twitter and Reddit mostly. Right now we're doing an awesome bracket over there to vote for what the best Pokemon game of all time is. You can, of course, also help us out monetarily by checking out our Twitch at twitch.tv slash Podcast, where we stream. You can throw some bits at us, subscribe with the Twitch Prime membership. You can also check out our YouTube channel where we also post plenty of battle videos from our tournaments. Go over there if you haven't already. It's a blast. And finally, if you want to support us monetarily, you can go to T Public, where you can buy a bunch of cool shorts. Uh, you can buy a bunch of cool shirts or pillows or mugs or anything. And finally, if you want to, you could go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, where we go ahead and give away one of those shiny Pokemon every week, as well as some other goodies. So go on over to patreon.com slash pucklepodcast if you want to go out directly support the show. Also, Movie Night comes back at $500, so keep that in mind. So thanks to everybody for hanging around, and I hope you like this interview, and I hope you like the rest of the show, and I hope to see you next week. But here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. As always, we'd like to thank our patrons here at Puckle. So uh, let's go ahead and thank Michaela, Greg, Viger, Dewey Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Christian, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Minor Minetric, Claude Nine, Dark Shaggy, Dark Flame, Andrew Decker, The Beauty and the Geek, Tra- Tavis, Josh, Taylor, Alex, R. Sigma, Nathan, the Golden Klefki, the British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Michael, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Jeremy, Louise, Wade, Kevin, Justin, Eric, Tank, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtech, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, 
Halfful Reviews, Rory, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Julian, Julie, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph, Traby, and Alex, as well as the Really V. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of people. Uh, keep on growing, guys. Uh, we've seen a lot of growth recently, and I really appreciate it. We will be doing another live show here in the near future, so keep your ears open for that. Uh, I guess I will catch the, catch the rest of you on the flip-flop. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.